and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of July 6th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So this week, uh, we've got a couple brief bits of news to touch on. Uh, we are going to do a still spoiler-free review of this week's Till All Are One, number two, since that's still a pretty early book that some people may still be on the fence about picking up. And after that, we are going to have our friend Rob from the Stasis Pod podcast come on and talk to us about the recently ended Transformers vs. G.I. Joe comic. Uh, so first, uh, there was uh, just released from the Machinima company that's doing the Combiner Wars cartoon, a new trailer involving Victorion. Yay! Uh, which is... Uh, it's pretty cool. Apparently, there there was a previous the trailer that they had released last week uh, that we were talking about. It it looks like they're a little more aware this time of what their limitations are for this trailer budget because uh, it's mm-hmm. you know it's not like real heavily animated or anything. Yeah, but the, the it, previous it, one was like cool. sort of motion comicy. It didn't look that great. Well, the motion bits didn't look that great. The, this one is just a single focused one character, Victorion, talking and standing there. Yay, she gets a voice now. Yeah. I'd hesitate to call it talking, voice overing over a shot of herself. Yeah. 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 For some reason, the voice didn't Narrating. Fit in my head. I don't know why. Like, I'm not yeah, sure I what mean, Victorion guess... should sound like, but that didn't sound quite right. I guess with something like that, you've. I guess they want to be careful with casting to to walk the line between sounding large and deep and sounding like a male. Uh, I guess the only yeah. real good character that comes up off the top of my head managing that would be maybe Jasper from C- Steven Universe. Uh, oh, but yeah. but yeah, I think they probably decided to err on the side of feminine versus <laughs> large. Mm. I don't know, but for some reason it's... in my head, it's like, I was thinking like, something like Gina Torres. Uh, maybe that's just me. That no, that, be bad. that does sound like a good casting choice in a fantasy world where this had that kind of budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably don't have that much yeah. I think that may be part of the problem, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks, it looks very pretty, certainly, uh, you know, especially considering they, like I said, have a clearly have a limited animation budget for these trailers. Uh, it mentions the Enigma of Combination and various other things. Something about magic. I don't know. Maybe they're considering the yeah. Enigma of Combination to be magic. I mean, I'm I'm all for Transformers having magic, but they're they're already pretty uh pretty out there. Yeah. The whole thing felt really kind of anime dub-ish to me. Yeah, the the dialogue was a bit stilted in what I took to be less the the quality of voice acting and more that they were trying to convey that this was someone who was very, I want to say almost alien, you know, who's very yeah. aloof and just, just how... And a lot of stuff when you have robots that are very removed from humanity. Uh, I've been super binging on Fallout 4 lately, and there's a character in the Far Harbor stuff that's recently come out named Dima who has that kind of thing going, where he's got this almost but not quite human style of of speech that I feel like that was sort of what they were going for, just having it just subtly off just to 
imply, you know, just to say something about this character as being beyond, you know, just basic understanding. Yeah. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond our wildest imagination. Yes, that exactly. Yeah, as a trailer for a coming cartoon, I don't think it quite works, but I like the idea of having, like, a character-narrated, like, bit of story Bible for a character online. Like, imagine if we got that for almost every toy. That would be awesome. That would. Oh, that would be... I would buy so many more toys. Yeah. I would be homeless. Yeah, because like um, be oh, was it was it, um the ones with the keys, the Cybertron ones? They had like, didn't they unlock like information online or something? Yes, they gave you like a little blurb about the character, and I think that's where we, or something in there about like I think Scattershot doing some sort of online <laughs> stuff. So yeah, so, so that, yeah, that'd be interesting if they did that with toys now, but that's not really what this is. Then again, now if they did it, it'd probably be like. Like what's this with with the robots in disguise toys that lock it in lock things in a game that I don't like. Yeah, I mean that's great for their target age group. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a microtransaction though. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen dollar character unlock. It's like Skyline. Uh, another so. another uh, real quick bit of Victorian related news, and this may be something or maybe nothing. Uh, so we'll be real brief with it, but uh, so in the uh, Japanese release of the Skyrain toy, uh, of course, those have all been coming with adorable little comics. And at the end of the latest one uh, was silhouettes of some evil-looking torchbearers. <laughs> so are yeah. they going to get a Decepticon version of the Victorian set, or I don't. That is a good question. I mean. The only Japanese-specific one they've really done that was a whole combiner was the Galvatron one, which was mm-hmm. a slightly different Cyclonus and a bunch of different guys that are all mm-hmm. made up, whatever. He's like Armada guys and Prime Breakdown, <laughs> kind of. The, the other ones yeah. have only, like, changed one limb, so I don't know if they would, like, completely redo Victorian as somebody else. They might change the deco colors. Yeah, that's what I would think would it would just be like a redeco as, you know, some evil people. Yeah, the the tease is probably just, well, oh, look, here's Victorian, go buy the American version, and they may never bring it out ever, or it could just be a tease for their own release. I don't think they would redeco them in really dark, like, blacks and purples, but I would buy that. Yeah, I would buy that at a heartbeat. So oh, that would be awesome. So that, that may or may not happen. Uh, as far as things that are happening, uh, Twitter has been all a Twitter lately that Titans Return toys are actually showing up in stores. Uh, so if you are near a Walmart, uh, go check for some deluxes. Uh, it sounds like various stores are also getting the smaller ones that are just the, the little head guy and, you know, little vehicle thingy. Uh, so. And various internet sites are also shipping theirs out, but I'll. I'll just yes. wait on Distro around here, which should be another week or two. Maybe. <laughs> and I'll just buy online because if I wait for distribution around here to catch up, I will probably be waiting until never. Yeah, I mean, shipping is like the price of a bus pass across town to the Walmart, so mm. well, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. But yeah, absolutely, that is something that is now available for people to get, and they seem to be showing up at a pretty quick rate. Uh, 
there has also been uh, one last piece of Transformers Movie 5 news. Uh, Michael Bay tweeted a new vehicle mode for Movieverse Drift, which is still not a and, Japanese car. Yeah, it's like he was a Bugatti Veyron first, which really cool, interesting car. With, with, oh, what was he? Was he black and green? Uh, he was. I would say it was black and blue. Black and blue. There's definitely blue. Well, now he's black and red, and he's a Mercedes AMG. It's like, why is he European cars? I mean, well, drift is problematic. There's an obvious anyway. answer to that. There is. It's like drift in the comics was was meant to be more Japanese sort. He's got like. Kanji on him. He he's has samurai swords. In the movie, he's got like samurai armor, and his voice actor is Ken Watanabe, and he's European car. See why? Maybe he's just a weeaboo. <laughs> but if he's a weeaboo, why wouldn't he be a Suzuki or a Nissan or Honda? Or something? Well, no, he's he's inherently European, but he really really likes Japanese stuff. But he's inherently Cybertronian. So. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, fine. I mean, the real reason is that Michael Bay, instead of getting a money hat from General Motors, is getting a money hat from uh, Daimler Motor Group this time. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that, but that is that is an excellent point. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think that they were going to be switching uh, car companies. Well, they're still keeping Bumblebee. Or, no, well, it isn't like a scratch-built getting... Camaro or something, so it's not really Camaro. Huh, maybe, because that was how they got away with having a Mustang in the first one. Oh, yeah. Was it was a heavily it was a heavily customized one, also yeah. a Decepticon. Oh yeah, and he's back, so uh, who knows what they're doing now. <laughs> who knows? Just just keep an eye on Michael Bay's Twitter. That's how wow. we all find out these things. <laughs> so, uh moving on to our comic talk this week. Uh like I said, we have Till All Our One number two. Uh, by the very hard to pronounce team of Margaret Scott, Sarah Petre de Rocher, and Priscilla Tremontano. Uh, so I, I will say, I will come out with the first thing to say about this comic, which is that I'm, I've made it clear on prior podcasts that I am a big fan of actual combiner teams. <laughs> like doing things together as individuals. Yes. And this is the most, I think this is probably the most of any Combaticon that's not Swindle that we have ever seen in any kind of official fiction. Yes. It's also, in a way, the, the most of almost any combiner who wasn't Swindle to begin with. Yeah, that's a good point. Swindle just had that character hook that everyone I mean, that's a character everyone can tell a story with. Yes. An interesting, good story, or bot, if you're so inclined. In various uh, but, series. Yes. He's, he is a character, I mean, in animated, he, he was, I, wasn't he like the only combiner limb type character in animated? Uh, yes, and I don't think he was in universe of combiner limb. Yeah. No, he wasn't. So, um, he, he managed to, uh, to actually escape his significance as a combiner limb to become his own full-fledged independent character I in Transformers think Animated. He was the only one with a name and a character who was a combiner limb before Animated, but thanks to Combiner Wars, um, 
<laughs> that has changed a little. <laughs> Prowl's somebody's well, arm now. yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't the same yeah, thing. That I tend to think of as, as more like, you know, you have like Batman wearing the armor that he never would actually wear in real life because, well, you know, real life, because <laughs> that's the theme of this year's toy line. So yeah. that's how I see the Combiner Wars non-Combiner G1 guys. It's like, <laughs> this is the version of them that we had to shoehorn into this toy line. So I think of them as sort of like, I just can't think of them as actually being Combiner limbs. They just happen to have had a toy release that was Combiner limbs. Ice Attack Prowl, who comes with skis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this comic, Combaticons. That I would fit with Sins of the Wreckers. <laughs> So political. Yeah, it's definitely doubling down on that side of things. Uh, a lot of civil unrest, a lot of the different planetary council people getting getting all up in each other's business. Uh, I, I think we're a couple issues from Airraiser probably having more dialogue than she did in the actual Beast Wars show. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> she managed to disappear. By the end Not of the series, if she keeps talking, yeah. And they have Tagatron's voice just nailed. I could practically hear Blue Man Kuma reading the lines. Yeah, that that's the nice yeah. thing about this comic. It's like so many characters from different series, and you can hear like almost everybody's voice in your head, except for like the two little itty-bitty combiner guys. Oh, they're so cute. The little combiny mini-con, duo-con people. Yeah. So cute. Well, I'm bothered by Obsidian's face, but I can't quite remember what his face actually looks like when it's animated in Beast Machines. It we'll remember that soon enough. We'll, we'll get to it eventually, but it, 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 it's the <laughs> on, only thing on in this comic spot. that I feel art-wise is off, but I don't know why. Hmm. And probably the biggest thing is just that he comes from a very, very aesthetically different series than a lot of the rest of them. Yeah, because... Didn't he have a flappy mouth kind of like um, Tankor? Maybe. Hmm. Fortunately, fat Tankor here does not actually use his terrifying flappy mouth. <laughs> no. Which is for the best of for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, Blastoff and, and Onslaught get characters. They get to do things. Well, Vortex yeah. and Blastoff yeah. too, but they're kind of jokes. But Blastoff, he does things. He... Oh my god, he has character, he has a face! Vortex and, I think Vortex and Brawl are like, you know, fun dude characters. Yeah, they're just the bros of the Combaticons. Yeah, they're just broing around the base, doing bro stuff. Uh, so yeah, it, it continues to be, you know, a very heavily politically driven comic, uh, but yeah, a lot of very good characterization. And a lot of very good characterization from characters who have long been neglected, which is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, because the Kabatacons, except for Swindle, I really only knew from tech specs, and that was it. <laughs> I didn't do much. Yeah. yeah, they got to be awesome. They didn't even have an episode that focuses on them in G1 like the, uh, like the Technobots did. I mean, I guess well, they did, except they did, it, was, but it, it was bought. They did, but it became the Swindle episode. <laughs> yes, they did, but it was bought, and A, it was a Swindle episode, and B, it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, everyone else, all the other Combaticons were out of commission in that episode, so I don't know if you can even really call that 
a Combaticon episode. No. Well, I guess they get... Well, no, they don't really get that much characterization in the episode where Starscream creates the Starscream Brigade. Yeah, not so much individual. Here's some mercenaries that I made. Yeah, (laughs) these are some dudes I made. If you shoot these places on their back, they'll fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) I, I would I would say that yeah they uh they certainly didn't get as much as the aerial bots but I realize that's because other people don't don't think of Firefly not showing up until like five minutes into the battle for no good reason as actually being significantly in character <laughs> <laughs> and their their character was primarily to do stupid things and in Slingshot's case to be a jerk so but. But yeah, and and that's the thing is that Swindle being removed from the story here definitely gives the rest of them a chance to shine. Yeah, it's really good because so. Swindle, Swindle is the MacGuffin. We yeah. haven't seen him yet. Well, we saw him in like was yeah. like a flash sideways in the first issue. Like, yeah, it was just a panel of him doing something. Yeah, he's he's the thing that they're after. So it's it's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, wait, how many issues was so, this supposed to be? I think this one's an ongoing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. This one, I mean, it's, it's basically like the previous Windblade one was supposed to be an ongoing, and it just, I guess, turned out to be so much more of an ensemble book that they decided to, to relaunch it now. Yeah, which also, I guess, cause this one is launching alongside Revolution, and actually this issue had a couple page preview of Revolution in the back. Oh yeah, which I, I almost didn't read. <laughs> I, I finished the comic, <laughs> oh, and there has it. Oh, there's, there's more. Come. There's some other comic pages that doesn't look like Transformers, but there are some Transformers in it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, Maybe that they decided to to cut that one short and then relaunch this one so that they would have. Though I guess they're renumbering all of the other ones, but that's not the same as actually having a new title coming out along with the other stuff. So, so yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our friend Rob and uh, Transformers versus GI Joe. Enter the night, Rob. Yay. <laughs> And this week, we have our friend Rob here from our Stasis Pod podcast. Uh, in honor of the sad departure of the Transformers vs. G.I. Joe comic, uh, which he is the one among us who has been reading religiously, uh, he's going to talk to us a little about it and give us a bit of a, a postmortem on the series. So, welcome, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, and when you say... I've been reading it religiously. Uh, you mean you don't realize it, but you actually mean that literally. I, <laughs> this book is the way and the truth and the light. It it has that sort of feel to it of being like really, really big and ambitious in its storytelling. In fact, uh, there's an issue that opens with uh, Adam and Eve being cast out of the garden. With Eve having been impregnated by the Lovecraftian serpent god Cobra La. Oh yeah, last time. <laughs> what? We, oh man! L- no, that, that's amazing. That was last time we talked to him about it. That that had just happened. <laughs> yes. And we tried to wipe oh, it from our brain. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and I know I mean, at one point there was the uh, the guy from Primus's chamber in the G1 comics showed up. 
that guy showed up. Oh, I love that guy. I mean, if you can name a guy, that guy probably showed up at some point. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I mean, again, uh, uh, during the last issue, I believe uh, Optimus Prime uh, encountered Kremzik, Devourer of Souls, within the Matrix. Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. But yeah, this is the last... Yeah, this uh, this past week, and it, I guess it's appropriate that we're talking about this. We're recording this July 4th, and we are talking about a real American hero, after all. It's true. And uh, if you haven't read the issue, and I, I do recommend you read the uh, the issue, because this... and Or if you haven't read it yet, uh, wait for... I'm sure there's a big trade of this coming out that'll be packed with special features and stuff, and that that's something I'm probably going to double dip on. Yeah, that, it it seems like something that would benefit from like a solid reading through. Just needs to be in a giant tome. Ah, oh, a big hardcover one. Bound in serpent hide. Ooh, man, the the book nerd in me is just like yes. And especially <laughs> since uh, the writing of the Cobra Bible has been uh, part of this uh, ongoing story as well. Wow. Oh. That's uh, that's mythologically very heavy. So yeah, this is the 13th issue. It is oversized. It's uh, perfect bound, which you don't see a lot of these days. Per- perfect nice. bound? Is uh, sort of how it's sort of... It has like a spine, and it's sort of squarish. Oh, okay. Off. Oh, yeah, that, that happened. I, shit, I haven't seen one of them in quite a while. Yeah, like it was a lot of Marvel graphic novels were uh, bound that way. Yeah, a lot of the older stuff, and... Mm-hmm. It, it tends to happen. I think the uh, all the Dark Knight, Frank Miller stuff from DC has been like that. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that sort of almost like a, a very, very small trade paperback kind of binding. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll just – so the, the gist of this, the previous 12 issues have been building up to a massive battle between the Autobots slash uh, G.I. Joe and the Decepticobra Alliance – in this case, Megatron has seized control of Primus, who has is about to devour the Earth's sun after having previously destroyed the Earth. Wow. So so actually destroyed the actual Earth? Yes. Wow. Wow. Sort That's of. ambitious. Well, anyway, so there are all sorts of uh, interesting things going on. We've got uh, Scarlet, who is now uh, binary bonded to Scorponok. Okay. Uh, Shipwreck, who is now a cyborg space pirate. Awesome. Ah, that's pretty great. Uh, Megatron, who has now has the Matrix and is using the gravitic pull of his black hole heart to draw Autobots towards him to form the giant combiner Mega Megatron. <laughs> the ultimate combiner. <laughs> what? Ow. Oh, that, that, that's awesome. It, it's so rarely that Megatron actually uses his black hole abilities. Yes, that's that's coming to a play the last couple of issues. So is this black hole heart thing, is that played up as much metaphorically as literally as it should be? Yes. Yes! <laughs> I am I more than Megatron. Like... I am supercharged with solar plasma from your dying sun. Uh-huh. Co- cower and quake. The gravitic pull of my black hole heart, combined with the leadership matrix, draws all Autobots towards me. Autobots, <laughs> obey your god and king. Obey Mega Megatron. <laughs> wow. Oh god, I feel like I need to read this now. Yeah. Wow. But good news, the Earth has not in fact been destroyed. 
Oh, good. Oh? They actually lost it in the massive swarm of cosmic dust. <laughs> oh. Wait, what? It was caused by Cybertron impacting with it, which which uh, did, you know, create a, a, a new continent. And so the G.I. Joes have to uh, awaken Joe Colton, the first G.I. Joe, <laughs> who must go down into the bowels of the Earth to awaken the Earth, which is actually Primus's sibling, Atlas. Wow. Oh. Does Joe Colton look like Bruce Willis? Uh, no, he's he's very he's got a huge beard. Ah, uh, that's that's good enough. Mm. Is it flocked? I mean, I guess you wouldn't be able to tell. But I mean, it's it's more long and flowing. You'd have to be rooted hair. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We don't. I don't think we get enough uh, dolls or action figures with rooted beards. I think we need more of those. And so the Earth transforms into a giant robot to fight Primus. <laughs> And uh, on one of his forehands, he has uh, the entire continent of North America as a shield. (laughs) And uh, Antarctica is kind of a mask on his face. Wow. (laughs) I almost don't want you to talk about it anymore. I just want to read it. (laughs) And then Optimus Prime has been dead for several issues, but then he comes back to life by bursting bodily from Ultra Magnus. As the white Optimus Prime cab guy. Oh! <laughs> what? Yes! Okay. Oh my god. And wow. so Megatron gets tossed into the sun. Uh, and let's see. Hear me, my black hole heart. Rend a hole in the delicate fabric of this reality. You are my last hope. A one-way gate to somewhere. This universe is lost to me, but there are others where I can lick my wounds and plan. And, and so we do see where he ends up. Uh, you might have seen this. This is floating around on uh, Twitter. Yeah, uh, I have, because, yes. Yeah, Megatron's charred body is found not by Unicron, but by Unicorn, in a dimension where magic is science and friendship is magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and it's not just My Little Pony. It's Gen 1 My wow. Little Pony. Oh, yeah. wow. I don't recognize oh, wow. these My Little Ponies, but I will take your word for it. They're, they're you know, various unicorns licking him. And he's in a you know sunny meadow with a rainbow in the background. Oh, well, they're, they're the that's cute, so dumpy-looking original ones. It's great. I I fully approve of the the uh, inclusion of G One My Little Ponies. I guess in the toy box metaphor, that's when he he raided his sister's toy box. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> the the Optimus Prime coming from Ultra Magnus thing is very raiding the toy box. Yes, that's that's very playing with your toys. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, GI Joe or Cobra Commander's son Billy from the comics is here. Except by now, he is part robot, part reptile monster, and as such, he takes the mantle of Snake Eyes to lead uh, Cobra as a new humanitarian organization on Mars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, so he's going through other assorted, assorted nuttiness here. Uh, Snake Eyes and Scarlet retire to a cabin atop Scorponok's tail. <laughs> uh, Braun and Cover Girl get married. Braun okay. and Cover Girl? Yes. Braun oh. the Autobot. Oh. Okay. And uh, what is it? Yes. Uh, they're expecting their first cyber-human child, the result of binary bond, headmaster, and techno-active core technology. Scarlet oh. and Perceptor are the, are the godparents. 
This okay. is brilliant. I love it. I don't even. <laughs> and so after all this, we get a uh, we get a a full sized map of the solar system, depicting what's going on on all of the planets. And it, it does read like a really awesome RPG campaign guide. Ooh. Uh, for instance, uh, let's see. So Maximum it's kind of like Predacon, Shepherd. Oh, so it's kind of like that that Jack Kirby commandy map of Earth. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Maximal so and Predacon shepherds tend their flocks on the plains of Uranus. The almost featureless planet is uniquely suited for the meditative, meditative contemplation of the philosopher kings Rodimus and Rekgar. Rekgar, philosopher king. Well, they they oh, interpreted God. Rekgar as a Cybertronian William uh, Burroughs, uh-huh. as he is both Junkion and Junkie. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. Now cool. let's see. Baroness, the former Cobra Empress, and her faction have inha- inhabited the long abandoned pyramids of Venus. <laughs> and uh, it's at this point I should probably also mention that the Baroness is pregnant with Serpentor uh, due to a uh, tryst with Cobra Commander. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Losing their claim of ownership of Cybertron, the October Guard have claimed Pluto for Transylvania. <laughs> a, fa- a faction of cultists have taken to worshipping the Decepticon vampire Mindwipe. Insecticons yes. burrow beneath the surface, which has become home to the humans and Transformers who have returned from the dead. <laughs> oh, I love some returning from the dead. And Pluto. And, okay, I'll do one more here. Uh, former Cobra accountant Raptor has, etabli- has established Saturn's moon... Mundil Thari as a tax haven for the new billionaires who've made fortunes from the post-war space economy. Mundil Thari? (laughs) Raptor and not Ratbat? Well, no, it's the Cobra accountant who dresses like a bird. Oh! Oh, right. (laughs) And he also appears in this issue trying to steal the Matrix alongside uh, Nemesis Enforcer. (laughs) Awesome. And uh, meanwhile, Optimus Prime and a cast of Autobots and Joes uh, set out to explore Quadrant X in the Ark, which is in Generation 2 camo. <gasps> in a oh. section that is given the heading Transformers Heart G.I. Joe Generation 2. <laughs> <laughs> Their mission, meet the Makers, the common ancestors of man and Transformer. Okay. Aww. I love I some really generation. I feel two. like I need to get past the lettering of this and just read all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one issue that I did read, it's like I don't think it went crazy enough. Just need a mass sitting of all of this madness. Joy just take it all in. Maybe maybe consume some substances. <laughs> yeah, some tall glasses yeah, of water that... or something. Yeah. Oh, but, and in fact this book does kind of uh promise a sequel. Ooh. We get an editor's Ooh. note uh, for... Yeah, we see uh, Megat- or that uh, sh- the cyborg pirate shipwreck has commandeered the uh, Nemesis, the Decepticon spaceship. And there's a little editor's note that says, as seen in Shipwreck Space Pirate, on sale July 2025. <laughs> <laughs> so here's hoping. Uh, yeah. Yes, come back to this crazy person. Even as someone who's had trouble reading it, I just want to encourage IDW to keep giving Tom Scioli a medium in which to 
produces madness. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if they, you know, I'm, I think this revolution event they're doing might be okay, but if they just gave Tom Scioli free reign to uh, work, play with all of uh, Hasbro's IP, yes. that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine him doing vig- visionaries? <laughs> no, no, just God, they should mask and inhumanoids. So they're perfect for him. Oh, that too. They should keep just limiting him in creative ways. Like, okay, you can do another series, but it's Gem versus Mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we do talk a lot about Scioli. I think uh, we should also give credit to John Barber, who I think is responsible for translating Scioli's work into human language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ch- who turns that madness into something that that is actually somewhat comprehensible. Yes. And there are always uh, little editor's notes where they go page by page at the end of the book and uh, talk about, you know, the references and what they sort of model stuff on, and uh, that's always fun. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, so this... And I'd also be remiss in uh, not mentioning the fact that this issue very creatively recycles pages from uh, old Transformers and G.I. Joe comics. How so? uh, Well, at... uh, Near the beginning of the book, uh, General Hawk dies much uh, in almost exactly the same fashion that Duke kind of dies in G.I. Joe the movie. Mm-hmm. And when they get back to Earth for his funeral, they just reuse the two pages of General Flagg's funeral from the <laughs> 80s Joe comics. Because oh. as uh, Scioli says in the back matter here, uh, where is this? You can't beat the funeral scene from G.I. Joe, Real American Hero number 22, so I didn't even try. <laughs> adhering to Wally Wood's axiom, never draw anything you can copy, never copy anything you can trace, never trace anything you can cut out and paste up. Add to that, never draw anything you can scan from an old comic. Yay! <laughs> well, if you're following Wally Wood, I ain't got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would... You know, this book is over, and I, I do not mourn its loss, because I am just happy that it existed... At the same time that I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It sounds pretty great. I mean, you know, it, obviously I would have loved it if it had been able to continue on for a hundred issues. Doesn't sound but, like the kind of thing that could have. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of amazed it lasted this long. How yeah. far can you go with some of those ideas? I mean, <laughs> it's you're, you're reaching the point where you, you've run out of ways that it could get bigger. Yes. I mean, again, this is a a comic that destroyed the entire Earth halfway through its uh, run. Did, did, yes. it have, did it have Unicron in it? Uh, not really, actually. Okay, so... Oh, well, there you go. There's Unicron, there's always G2, there's... Oh, did they have the aliens from the later G.I. Joe stuff? The weird... whatever they call it, the Star Force? I, I think they got a shout-out at some point. The, uh, the Lunar Ticks. Yeah. Yay! And, I mean, we don't see what happens to the uh, Cobra God, Cobra La. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously that thing on with the uh, solar system is full of sequel hooks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, if yeah. this should come around again, I'd be, I'd be happy, but I'm also happy with where it left it. Yeah, I could see that being something that they, you know, they, uh, they dust off every so often and maybe do a limited out of. Yeah. You know, they yeah, get the I'm original. looking forward to the five-issue miniseries of G.I. Joe vs. Transformers, done entirely by John Scioli. Yes. <laughs> Tom Scioli. Yes. Well, I, you can call the uh, the gestalt creator John Scioli. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> John Barber. <laughs> that works. Yay, I'm horrible at names. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that is... Yeah, that's G.I. Joe versus the Transformers, a a book with the likes of which we have never seen and may never see again. Alas. Oh, I hope we see the likes again. Just, yes. That kind of craziness needs to be appreciated. Yes. <laughs> Just have to follow yeah, into I, whatever I think, crazy thing he does. I think this sounds like a, a very good purchase in a uh, nice big hardcover sort of thing you could kill a burglar with format. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at the very least, you know, Tumblr, I want to see what uh, the child of brawn and cover girl looks like, so uh, get on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's that's some that's some high quality shipping there. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, well thank you so much for having me on, guys. I uh, I could talk about this Endlessly, and at some point I'm going to do a big reread, and I probably will talk about it endlessly. Yeah, uh, well. So, you know, if any of you guys do decide to, uh, you know, go all in on the uh, big hardcover, we can uh, have a panel discussion. Oh, yes. That yeah. sounds good. Maybe we will we will plan that for the future. Here's hoping I can get best lettering and appreciate the madness. Yes, give us a hardcover IDW quickly. Well, thank you for very much for coming on and talking to us about it. It's my pleasure. All right. Yay. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, guys. Big chunk of an episode. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I, I always appreciate having a uh, forum to uh, talk about this uh, inspired lunacy. <laughs> All right. Yay. We have a complete podcast uh, now. No, no. Outro. Outro still. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, so that's it for this week. Uh, you can join us next week for whatever news has popped up in the meantime and any comics that might be coming out next week. Uh, I know we're still quite away from the end of More Than Meets the Eye, uh, but there is some other stuff coming out in the meantime. Uh, but until then... Hmm? No, I, I think we're out of comics for a bit. I, I think next week is the week that's off. Maybe not, I don't know. Yeah... That sounds about right. Well, everybody enjoy. I'm sure we'll dig up something interesting to talk about, even if it's just like making them watch. I'm, I'm going to make the others here watch uh, Headmasters dubs. <laughs> and and we'll talk about those uh, from, from the DVD I got in the UK in the early 2000s. <laughs> All right, so until then, uh, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. Where, oh, where are you, Swindle? <laughs> yeah, Swindle is, is the only one who is truly broken free of the bonds of being a mere combiner limb. Mm-hmm.